Hey everybody, we at Podgave Rock and Roll Do You want to make it clear that we don't mean any offense by our comments, critiques, or opinions. We're not music critics, just buddies that use talking about music as an excuse to hang out. Also, our language is intended for adult ears. Enjoy! Cause I'm in the shit house Wish I played in a rock and roll band Somebody give me a dollar bill So I can pass out Last weekend, I ended up going with my boss to the Chargers practice down at SoFi, the new stadium, which was pretty cool. Right before I left, I looked at the itinerary of the day, and it was a whole fan event, and I saw that the Offspring was playing at this <laughs> event. Oh, my God. And it, it turned out pretty cool, man. I, I, I must say, the Offspring was the best part of the whole thing. As old men, they really still had it. The it just, one thing that they do? Well, listening to them, they had like eight songs that I knew. They played those keep, eight. <laughs> keep them, keep them separated. Yeah, right. Yep, yep, yep. Pretty fly for a white guy. Um, she don't eat meat, but she sure likes the bone. Is that? <laughs> is that them? Is that the offspring? I, they definitely didn't play that. <laughs> the Chargers. It might as well be off, in my um, mind. It's the offspring. But I song. must say that stadium is out of control. So cool. I know. Um, I can't wait to go. It was just super cool. And then after I left, I read this article where I guess their drummer got COVID. And the uh, the lead singer <laughs> flew his own plane to Colorado to pick up some like punk session drummer to fly him in for the SoFi event. Um, <laughs> the manager was like, cool. "We got to keep them separated." It was cool because I, I didn't think <laughs> I didn't think anything of it. I was like, "Oh, the Offspring are playing," but it turned out to be the coolest part of the day. They're getting a little comeback after that uh, appearance on Woodstock '99, Doc, and this podcast. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's two questions. Two PR for them. <laughs> Okay, eight. Number one, this isn't a question, it's a statement. I think they're the highest selling independent band ever. I feel I don't like I've heard think, that before. I feel, I feel like they weren't signed or, or something to a major huh, label. That is when that album. And second of all, if someone is doing, if someone's paying someone to do work on their house or say do work on their car, is it fair to say, oh, I rebuilt the engine or I rebuilt the fucking roof or I did the roof? It's like, no, 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 you paid somebody to do the roof. Whereas this motherfucker is like, no, I flew him in. Like, I literally flew him in. Not like I paid someone to fly yes, him in. Yes, yes. Yeah. Like, so well, is that, it fair to say, though, oh, yeah, I'm doing the roof, when you're not actually, when you're paying someone to do the roof? Well, it's, it's I don't like think when you so, could say that. It's like when, like, a married couple is like, oh, yeah, we just had a baby. And they're like, no, your wife had a baby. <laughs> no, no, the pool boy had a baby with your wife. <laughs> <laughs> They fit in such a weird little pocket of you know, I never human liked civilization. Them. I never liked them. Uh, they're pretty I didn't cool, dislike man. them or well, like them. I must they say, were, yeah, but I have I much more respect. Them. I have much more respect after they really crushed the Chargers practice. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Offspring need to revisit that catalog after this Los Angeles Chargers practice. I'm talking about practice. <laughs> Not a game. Let's talk about songs that deal with the work. With the life. work, work life, of, like having a job. With the work life. Let's, let's get let's get right to it. I mean, I don't feel like there's a ton of these, but there are enough. Sure, there are. There are there's plenty. There's about. plenty. Okay, so Jonathan, theme, with a work theme, what what comes to mind, song wise? Like 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 say Chain Gang by Sam Cooke. A- absolutely. That's yep. the sound of the men working on, and no, it's like it's be, like it's like a song you want to hear. While you're working, yeah, that's that, that's you're almost a shit. double. It like it's about work and it's good to have while you're working. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But would like zippity doodah be a work song? <laughs> Even I though that's a song so. that people want to hear when they're working. I think that song has been canceled, Josh. <laughs> why, why has that song been canceled? Song of the South. It's from. Yeah, the movie is extremely racist and dated. I've never even seen that movie. Well, that has like the three. Just how racist I'm, I'm not, not going to try to do the voices, but it has like the three crows that like the accent is not. Well, yeah, uh, and um, copacetic. I worked on that game for Splash Mountain for a solid year, <laughs> and as soon as we were done, and it was a great game, it was like, oh, Splash Mountain's canceled because of Song of the South. It's like sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I first, when the only time I've ever been to Disney, we did Song of the, we did that Splash Mountain, and when we passed that Song of the South thing, I was like, Jesus, this song. It's not aged well. Uh, <laughs> when I think of crows. I always think about how much Ron Wood looks like a crow. 
He's yes. like a human crow. More so, more so as he's gotten older. And like right. a black crow, like with that hair, oh, yeah. but he's obviously it's, it's, it's a good look, die. though. Yeah. 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 Uh, Neil, what's your work theme song that you think of? Um, well, just one just outside of the box I think is a great one is Willin' about truck driving. That little, song's so interesting. Little Feet. I mean, the, the chorus isn't about working. The chorus is about when you're done work, but... You know, most or of no, the, I think it's about this, what you need to keep going. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's all about work. Yeah, yeah. I've read one time that he wrote that based on like he worked at a gas station that like his uncle owned, and just Who? truckers would always come. Uh, Lowell oh, George. George. Oh, nice. And so he just wrote it about the truckers he would see, I, and that may not be true. I think I read that one time though. You can um, tell it's a romanticized view of trucking. Absolutely. I'm gonna go even earlier than Sam Cook to Lead Belly. Uh, take this hammer. Oh. Take this hammer. Let's give it to the captain. I mean, there's so oh, many. Like ex- nine pound hammer. T- tell him yeah, I'm yeah. gone. Tell yeah. him I'm gone. The Fleece Brothers do an awesome version of that. I think Springsteen does a really good one. I, I think that's on the Seeger Sessions, but uh, yeah. I the like Lead Doc, Doc Watson do it. He just calls it nine pound hammer, I think, which I think is fantastic. Jonathan, you got another one? Once again, it just has that work song vibe. Is Easy Wind from Working Man's mm-hmm. Dead. Working Man's Dead, has, the whole album. <laughs> exactly. It just, but it just has that. Like my my dad was a, a welder, and it just sounds like, like just, like his boots, his heavy like you know steel toes. Certainly, it just has that like fucking a dude with fucking steel and fucking sparks and shit it, coming off of it. It kind of elicits but, work, but are the words actually about working? Yeah, I've been balling the shiny yeah, yeah, black yeah. steel jack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like a prison work song kind of fucking. I, I don't I don't know that song that well. You should check it out. I will. Thank you. Neil, what what else comes to mind for you? Um, I think a good one to bring up that's just a great song in general is Money for Nothing. Just about money and work and installing microwave ovens. And And sting. (laughs) (laughs) Not stinging. (laughs) Not stung. (laughs) Not stung. Present tense. Not stang. Yeah, he wrote that because he got sued by the guy who owned that store. Mark Knopfler actually wrote that at a TV store. He was watching guys do shit and he's like, man, these guys actually have to work. Like, I'm just sitting here no. I'm a guitar player. Like they think I'm a fucking asshole. He's just like writing a song. a song, and then he makes a bunch of money, and they're like, "Yeah." And then the guy who wrote it, because because literally the guy was like, the guy walked up to him and was like, "This motherfucker's got his own jet airplane. He's a fucking millionaire." Yeah. Like he he literally walked up and said that stuff to Mark Knopfler. Mark Knopfler was like, "Oh, that's a pretty good lines." Here's what a working man thinks. It's like, "Tell me more, working person." You know. Yeah. No. It's, yeah. It's very. Yeah. Uh, and the guy tried to sue him. It's yeah. like motherfucker, you just said some shit to somebody who wrote a song. Pretty right. much. You didn't write the if, song. If, if you wanted to write the song and make that money, if you'd you have been in Facebook, song. you'd have been in Facebook. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with uh, "Return to the Chain Gang." Back on the Chain Gang by the Pretenders. <laughs> Fucking okay, okay. Back, uh, back well, on that's the not Chain exactly, that's Gang. Somewhat. That's somewhat. That's more of a metaphorical work back on song. The chain. Yes, but you yeah, know, it, it works. Still it's, gives a, it's a loose. It's, it's also, emotional work. But if, if it goes with like something you could listen to while at work, that is a song you could listen to while at work. N- Neil, uh, oh no, Jonathan, give me one more. Uh, I'm gonna give you one more. Then I'm gonna give you an honorable mention. <laughs> I like songs about work. I have no interest in working. There's two that are parallel to each other. Working in the coal mine. Yeah. And then Working for the Man by Roy Orbison. Working for the Man yeah. is a very fucking cool song. Yeah, I like that. And too. then my third, just Take This Job and Shove It by Johnny Paychecks, another just classic. Yeah. I think that's one of the ones that would, you know, for people that know that's that always been my approach up, yeah. to work. That and like Wichita Lineman, which Glenn Campbell, not Johnny Paycheck. Uh, Neil, Wichita. what you got? I will go with a song written by Prince for the Bengals, Little Manic Monday. Oh, nice. Yeah. He wrote that one? Um, I think so, yep. And uh, I don't know. It's just funny. Like, th- this came up in my head the other day. Like, just anytime I'm having a busy Monday, it definitely drops in at least once, like, after lunch. Like, I don't know. It's Man- a good t- okay, it's, a, it's so, a catchy melody. So, this Manic melody. Monday or Monday Monday? Ooh. I never, mean, never Monday mind. Monday. <laughs> Neil? Manic Monday. Really? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Monday, Monday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm. I hear you. I'm no, just. I'm just sticking with my guns. <laughs> I, and now I'll give you this. Manic Monday is a catchier song. Yeah. That would stay in my head longer, but I think Monday Monday is a better overall song. I would do. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna stay. Well, Jonathan, you said you know you love w- songs about work, but hate working. So would you say that you would really hate working for the weekend by Loverboy? 
Oh, yeah, fuck that. Every, every day is a weekend for Everybody's me. Everybody's working for the weekend. You want a piece of my heart? <laughs> gotta stop from the start. What a oh piece of God. shit song that's great. It sounds like two different it's songs. It's like a fucking Twinkie of a song right there. That is. It's no, it's totally like, it's like, that's, like a little, that's like a little Debbie's cake. Twinkies. Twinkies a little Swiss roll? No, 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 I think Little Debbie's are better than Star Twinkies. Crunch? <laughs> Wait, are the little are Little Debbie's the like chocolate with the it's a like, whole brand? Little, it's all little it's, white it's, swirly. It's Star it's Crunch, chocolate Swiss cupcake cake with the white roll. swirly and the white. Yeah, that's hostess. That's, cl- that's hostess. That's hostess. hostess. Yep. That's right. All right, better yeah. breakfast, better going to work breakfast, honey bun or Twinkies? I mean, Ooh, neither. Um, like, I don't know. I, I like them both, but not for breakfast. Like, not for breakfast. I, I do. When I was, when especially if like the few times that I ever worked on the farm when I was growing up, I it was it was a Mountain Dew and a honey bun every fucking morning. But I'm right, there's the a song of the south right there. I that's must the say, every time I do have a Twinkie, I'm like, God damn, that's good. Like it's not good for <laughs> the first bite is so good. Then you're like, eh. eh. <laughs> Once you get done with the second one, you're like. What have I done? I hate myself. <laughs> no, I, when I think about Twinkies, and I remember like, or or or, or, uh, or or Danishes, whatnot. I remember like the summer after my senior year, I worked construction, and I was literally up at like seven a.m. going to do something I fucking hated, and it was just like, and I broke it up, or my chick had broken up with me, and I was just fucking miserable, and it's just like I'm like, this is not the fucking life I was intended for. I just remember thinking, this is not who I am. Like Tina Turner talked about when she had to pick cotton. She's like, I fucking hated picking cotton. She's like, it was my first experience of hate. And that's how I felt. Well, all right, last question. Worst job, Jonathan. Mm, Well, worst job, full stop. Yeah. McDonald's first job ever. I was like 15 and a half or 16. And I went to the, I was in the basement of the McDonald's, which is weird. It was a basement. That is Fantasizing about fucking being in a band, even though I was, didn't even That's some QAnon shit right there. It, no, no, this is real though. This is the real. It, it, but this probably has something to do with Q and I. But like, I remember I was in and listening to Pearl Jam Ten, just being like, I just want to be in a band. I didn't even play anything at the time, but I was like, yeah, well, I yeah. just want to be in a fucking band. You were playing the That's fucking where it all starts, uh, Johnny. milkshake machine. Uh, <laughs> I don't like Neil, the sound of that. Least <laughs> least favorite job, Neil. <laughs> well, um, I walked out of playing. A, you and you can't choose playing the milkshake machine. No. <laughs> Who would ever choose that? Mm-hmm. On a Friday night around the holidays, I walked out of the Barnes and Noble at the Grove. Just, I just completely walked out. My girlfriend was like, "Hey, you want me to pick you up?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm done with this shit." And I wear it as a badge of honor that apparently I'm was on it. A, I'm gonna toss off my Barnes and Noble vest and I'm out. And kind throw of, the kind of. I, th- I definitely threw my little neck fucking lanyard at the people and was like, "I'll see y'all later. Have fun." Um, what, what what prompted this? Just working for you know seven dollars an hour. This was two thousand four. I mean, was it totally like like no one said anything and you're just you're just in the mid in the middle of yeah piling up the books and you're just like fuck this. Yeah, I I just I had it and I left and apparently I'm on some blacklist. I'm never allowed to work for Barnes and Noble again, which I wear. It's like never being honor. able to work for a Tower Records again. It's like don't worry, no one's ever working for me again. <laughs> I saw Barnes and Noble the other day and I was like what. <laughs> um, driving to Arizona, I was like, "What the hell?" Barnes That's probably one of the exists. best places to ever be blacklisted from because it's like, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, I I worked at a catfish processing plant and it was terrible. I had to wear plastic bags around my feet because I didn't have good boots, and I had to wear a beard net and a beard net, a beard net. Yeah, <laughs> and, you didn't uh, just shave. You like, have to wear sp- a beard. Speaking net. of Twinkies, I would get a twenty-minute lunch break, and I would I would basically sit there and eat my lunch with this really old black woman and bum a Doral one hundred cigarette from her after our lunches and for a quarter every day, and she would tell me stories. A Doral ultralight menthol one hundred. <laughs> oh man, and I loved it. Tell you what, I would have my like sandwich and Twinkie and like Sprite or whatever I got out of the the machine. Did you and take then the beard sit, net off before you did that? Sit there. Yeah, the beard net was off. Yeah, you can't like smoking that and then go work with food. And we'd sit there looking out on the cotton fields and freaking smoke a Doral. Uh, thank God. Um, well, anyway, sh- sh- shout out, shout out Simmons Catfish, Yazoo City. If you ever need catfish, that what's is- the lady's name that you were having the cigarette with? <sighs> Dude, I don't know, but I do remember her favorite musician was a guy named Prince Charles. What's the lady's R&B name guy. you were having cigarettes with? <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, uh, <laughs> you were listening to. Pod gave rock and roll to you, and we are talking about songs that deal with a work theme, because this week we are discussing the Commodore's 1985 classic 
Night Shift, from the album of the same name. Released on Motown Records, written by Walter Orange, Dennis Lambert, and Fran Gold, and produced by Dennis Lambert. Marvin, Marvin, he was a friend of mine, and he could sing. The most concise reason I want to talk about it is because I don't feel like a lot of people know it, which is why it's probably a terrible choice for the fucking episode. But mainly because I, th- I would like to try to turn people onto it because it's such a cool song. I'm very much a night owl. I like to do stuff at night. I like to work at night. I've had, you know, jobs where I work at night. And a lot of folks in my family have had, like, worked on, like, third shift, like, in the medical field and stuff. And um, it's such a, it's almost like a bright spot in, like, the wee hours. It's by yourself, like, working. And that's a very easy time to be just not stoked. If it's, like, a weird time, they call it the graveyard shift or whatever. And uh, the fact that he is talking about, at least in my mind, I'm going to be working, but I'm going to listen to these great musicians and how much they mean to me. And he, the song is put together so well. Like I said, it really just feels like the sun comes out in the middle of the night. And it, every time I hear it, it makes me happy. It makes me excited to be up at night. Like I said, it's so uplifting. Uh, it's got a great, great pre-chorus. And the fact that they're calling back to like some other famous R&B stars, at least in my mind. It's almost like narrating what you're doing when you're listening to music late night at work. I fucking love it. Jonathan, I don't know if you remember this, but maybe after band practice one time... Either you or me, like, we texted each other or we were leaving and one of us had it on and the other one was like, yo, which, what station is that on? And, like, Night Shift was on the radio. <laughs> and then we, like, texted each other on the way home and, man, that song is so nasty. So uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I've known this song since it came out. I've always loved it. It's such a fun song to sing, too. Like like you said, you, like, listen to it. And it, it, it does have this super uplifting feel just because their vocals are they're just, you can just feel how happy they are to sing it. You know, but there's also like a touch of sadness, and there is like a, a whole wheel of cheese going going on in this. <laughs> but like a the, cheese ball, Christmas cheese, cheese ball. ball. But but the vo- like the voices shine, the harmonies, the background. I mean, it's just so melodic and 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 fun to listen to, and like that that '80s kind of drum beat that he's got going on there is fantastic. And it it's a song that feels like a guilty pleasure, but for me, it's just a pleasure. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely agree with you both. I mean, I I think I just recently um, started listening to this song in the past couple of years, kind of when you both brought it to my attention. Because uh, I've loved the Commodores for years, but this really wasn't on my radar. It's so sweet. It's just like oral candy to your ears. I think we've talked about that before. And That was you know, oral, right? <laughs> oral, 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 yes. <laughs> I'm like, what other kind of candy is there besides oral? Where else do you put it? <laughs> Um, but yeah, and I, I like what you said, uh, Jonathan, about like it's a bright spot and the sun comes out because it, it it's just so nice. It feels so good when it hits your ears. You know? <laughs> um, exactly. And I think it's 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 the peak of this kind of R and B meeting the '80s sound. Like it, it really sounds like such a um, just a moment in kind of just music production history because. It's not. It's more of a tribute than even a song. It's just such a perfect kind of example of great production, great inspiration, and amazing sound. Just it's more of a vibe necessarily than a song. <laughs> it's funny that y'all both say it's like the sun. Well, it because it, as I said, it is uplifting, and it's funny you think of it as like work in the night shift, which is I guess I've never thought about it that way. I mean, I've always thought about it as almost like a. It's almost like a funeral procession is what it sounds like to me. Like yeah. almost, I mean, it's it's not a New Orleans but second. But uplifting. It, it's kind of like the, uh, the way. Well, it's, like, it's, like, it's like a second line almost, but not really with any jazz mm-hmm, in it. Mm-hmm. It's like a world music second line where they're just celebrating these two artists that died. I mean, because the Marvin Gaye and Jackie Wilson, who were the Marvin and Jackie in the song, they both died in 84 when they, and then they wrote this song. So it feels like a celebration of their lives. And it is, because you're mm-hmm. listening to them mm-hmm. on the night shift. Yeah, well, no... I, I didn't, I, I, that's, that's great. I, I, I never thought about, of it well, like that. Well, it, it's kind of projecting them as in heaven gathering a crowd, correct? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think there is... Like, I, I, don't, I don't really associate it too much with actually working a night shift. In spite of the fact that that's the title of the song and... They're saying they're on the night shift. There's well, there's totally a difference packed. between working a forklift on the night shift and singing in heaven. No, because you're listening to them when you're working on the forklift. 
but but the night shift could mm-hmm. could also mean in this in this scenario the night shift like your your final shift is in heaven like because there's, there's the, gonna be some sweet sounds coming down on the night shift it's like you're gonna be at, yeah, at work listening to the night radio. shift is going up to heaven gonna be some sweet sounds coming down But and and sure, I'm not saying what you're saying doesn't make make sense. It makes perfect sense. But the writers of this song are Walter Orange and Dennis Lambert, who were in the band, and then they brought in this woman, Fran Gold. Actually, it might be a man. I'm not sure. But Fran Gold, basically, when they were writing this song, had seen the Henry Winkler, Michael Keaton movie <laughs> Night Shift recently, and was just like, "Oh, we can call it Night Shift." <laughs> Which is a, that's basically well, no, where because, the title comes because from. Because it sounds like if you think about writing it. The first thing they came up with was Marvin, Marvin, and then that. But you needed a chorus, like, and and that's where that story made sense, like on the night shift. I, th- like, I think that, yeah. that chorus is too good to work backwards to that. I think that chorus. No, came no, first. no way, because it's a tribute song. They, it was. I, I really yeah. believe it would be Marvin and Jackie first. Well, it's based on the uh, Righteous Brothers did a song in the early seventies called "Rock and Roll Heaven," which is a tribute to Jimmy and Janice. They based this, so the idea of this song was a tribute to Marvin and Jack. But to be clear, because they show, both that, recently that, died. That show Night Shift is about working at night. Again, not arguing that that could be what it's about, but it, which is cool. Have you either of you guys ever worked like late night, or do you guys ever stay up all night, like work, like? Fuck yeah, yeah, Josh. Of course, I worked um, the, the late night shift at a at a security job for a couple of like years. How late? Like, yeah. like, um, let me ask you this: Have you ever worked some, through the night? Like well, my not mom. as a shift, but as in in my field, no, it's more like like up up to one or two in the morning is as late as I, unless I was like at a restaurant, I've worked until like three. But like, yeah, I, work, I mean, I managed a hotel once where I worked until like one or two, for sure. And I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm done. Like you know, like I have family in the medical field, and they they go in at seven p.m. and get off at seven a.m. and it's like totally. I've never I've never worked graveyard as it's yeah. defined. No. And for me, like this song, especially at night, man, it's so. Like I said, it's just so much fun. Well, in in the right um, situation, if you put this on, this is this can be the most killer song ever. Yeah, you know, it's it, so energizing. It, it, like it has such a high ceiling. For some people, it might have a low floor as well, but just it's the, a really big room. <laughs> well, you know what I'm it, saying. It's heaven, baby. It's heaven, baby. <laughs> uh, well, so let, let, let's do this before we get into the low floor, Jonathan. Let's go to the high ceiling. What is your favorite part of the song? I mean, it's hard, right? It's like, what's your favorite part of the salad bar? It's fucking tough to say. I don't think it's hard. If I just had to say just straight up gun to my head, it's either when he comes back in on the second verse with the Jackie, yeah. which is just so, it's just so sincere. It's, it, it, once again, it just sounds like somebody talking to somebody. Mm-hmm. But when it comes mm-hmm. in on that sweet sound going down, that, that falsetto he hits is so nasty. It's so good. So yeah. I don't Are know, you talking man. about in the outro when he's like, sweet? No, 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 just even kind of, it's, I don't know, but then yeah. it's going to be all right. It's, not, it's all good, man. It's like, what's your favorite part of the jello? But, like, but would it be about. like you're talking to someone in a cave or like, because like, there's so much echo in the, Jackie, Jackie, That's, Jackie, yeah, yeah. oh. Yeah. Hey, man, well, it's a funny. cool fucking cave. Even watching them. They're, they're, they're screaming through the void to Jackie. Mm-hmm. Well, watching them sing this live, they even, they do <laughs> oh, the, the, the Jackie, like, it's like, Jackie. Jackie, Jack. They they actually do the echoes themselves, which is cool. Yeah, cool, cool. And well, in in the music video, like one of them goes Jackie, and the other one goes does the Jackie, Jackie, Jackie part. Jackie, 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 Jackie. Can't you see? Jackie, Jackie. Hear what you doing now? It seems like yes. <laughs> Neil, what's your favorite part of the song? My favorite part is just that little, almost throwaway line. Um, I bet you'll pull a crowd. It's oh, just nice. such a tribute. He and it's almost like not jealousy, but kind of like great notices, great kind of just like, dude, I bet you'll pull a crowd. You know, I, I envision Marvin in heaven just with like a hundred thousand people in heaven just being like, what's going on? <laughs> Getting some of that angel pussy. i would i would say so i like the mar like more the marvin and jackie are kind of the same to me and yeah that's probably what sticks out the most from this song but but the best part to me is that like 
cacophony of like choir and harmony at the end. Oh yeah, and like the drums. Yeah, I mean, even though it is a little cheesy, it's just gonna be like like the drums, and then gonna be some sweet sounds, sweet sounds. Yeah, Come nice, nice. And they're just like call and response, and, and like the choir really gets into it, uh-huh. and they sound so good. And there's kind of like that organ comes back. It's just it, it's heavenly, you know. I mean, it's just like yeah. lifting up to heaven. Or it, it feels like they're at, at that part. It feels like they're walking out of the room, like to say goodbye but like the party's still going like into heaven basically partying their way into heaven yeah partying their way into heaven baby technical overdosing (laughs) 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 oh man that was pretty good Uh, that was pretty good No, it just makes me think of like Chet Baker the jazz trumpeter like there's a story about him where he he shot up and he like passed out he was like turning blue stop breathing turning blue his friends like shook him, smacked him, threw water on him, woke him up finally, and he was like, "You guys are killing my buzz." And I'm like, "That's a pretty good way to go, man." If like dying, if someone interrupting your dying irks you, like that, I don't know. This sounds like worse ways of doing it. <laughs> it's like I'm fucking dying over here. I'm I couldn't imagine me. like reviving someone, and they said that I'd be like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> just strangle him to death. Yeah, just shoot him. <laughs> boom. <laughs> fuck you. Like Homer and Bart. Ungrateful. Well, you know, it's so funny you said how this song started, but Walter Orange, one of the um, songwriters and an original member of the Commodores, he, the, this thing started with the drum beat. Mm-hmm. Really? Like he brought the dr- a drum beat in, well, and he was like, "All right, I got this. We got to do something with and it." Yep. He was the drummer, right? Not the usual singer. Not the usual singer, but the and the guy who replaced Lionel Richie is the guy who sings the Jackie part. But Walter sings the yes. the Marvin. I, I definitely prefer the Walter Orange part. I prefer the ver- first verse. It's two different guys, um, first verse, second yeah. verse. Even though it it sounds like the same. Well, no, because the second verse is the guy with the falsetto. Yeah. Yep. But Jackie, he's got a little bit of a mm-hmm. lighter yeah, voice. Yeah, it's a little more. But I really like, you can tell Orange wrote this song because he has so much passion kind of singing it. And if you watch the video, he's, he's just so happy. He's like, yeah, this is a hit. This is our hit. <laughs> oh, it's it. just a short drummer, but check out this Jerry curl. I'm about to <laughs> he's so much shorter this. than everybody else in the video. <laughs> so you're saying, uh. you're saying he came with, he's like, came in with like, Hey guys, check out this beat. It's called fucking Samba Number Three. Like we need to write a song around this because it's like really. The, I feel like the, the drums, that program drum beat, is like so generic sounding, but, and it sounds really dated. And when you say it's well, cheesy, that's really and, part of the reason you're saying that. And yeah, absolutely. I find the guitar very cheesy. You know, that I guitar keep, is nasty. I keep going back to the video, but he's definitely playing like pads. Like there's yeah. a set there, but it's pads. It's not. But it's drums. those tones yeah. are very. Those, those, the, the, the tempo, uh, that sound out is very dated sound. Yeah, and absolutely. Some of the synths, but so is the guitar. No, no, it's Everything. The synth. No, no, no. It's the synth and the drums. The guitar. No. Absolutely. Well, that guitar the, is the same thing you'll hear in like no, Daft Punk. Most, like, get funky because that's Nile Rogers. It's the same kind of guitar shit. Yeah, but I'd say the most dated thing about the whole song is that bass. That bow, It, it almost sounds like take bit. my breath away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, the tone of it. So the production bah, bah, is what bah, makes bah, it bah, cheesy. Bah, so bah, bah, bah. <laughs> <laughs> <I> bet, <laughs> like mouth bass. I dig it. Mouth synth bass. But, but so, Josh, I think it's the production that makes it dated. It's the production that makes it cheesy. You know, I mean, it, because in the chorus, when they have that organ kind of just droning, and then there's a little bit of choir that comes in there, mm-hmm. that's really nice, and I don't think that's really dated at all. No, it's not. Except it's timeless. That kind of choir shit's timeless. Gonna be some sweet time. It, it almost sounds like a church organ, like, but the rest of it is just like, quack, 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 like the guitar picks are just. I, I don't even. Fi- I don't find it like not. It's, I mean, yeah, sure, it's a, no, like a descendant of Nile Rodgers. Look, this this kind of stuff, um, especially that guitar part, the bass, the whole synth, the production. It's amazing, but I couldn't listen to more than like one or two of these style songs in the same day. I get one a day, maybe. But but if it didn't have the sweet, sweet, sweet vocals, you wouldn't listen to this fucking well, song. Well, and also, if it didn't have the 
Marvin and Jackie. That's really the yeah. Maybe like without a... that, it's not that. If it was just the night shift, I mean, Marvin and Jackie are the memorable parts of the song. I mean, if you take the best part of any song out of the song, it's not as, not as good as it was. My point with the guitar is that guitar sounds like a just normal guitar. The drums and the bass and the synth are the dated sounds. I just don't like the licks. I mean, it just sounds like it's, it's, it's the just, way they're featured. They're too punchy. No, they're too punchy. No, it's it's very percussive and it's very eighties. It's very dated. It's, it's but once that's, again, it's just like get funky. It's like now it's it, just like that standard R and B guitar playing. This, this is the same guitar playing as you're going to hear in like I Want You Back by the Jackson Five. It's literally the same stuff. Well, any Michael but, Jackson. Yeah, and it's but the, the, but it's also the licks the, aren't as good. It's the same style you're going to hear in um, I'm on Fire. That kind of just percussive. It's different than that. What I hear to an extent. All I'm saying but is, I'm, the, I'm just talking about the percussive way of playing the guitar. You know, it's it's very plucky. Oh, it's muted. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. from the percussion and the pluck and and talk about the i mean have, have you ever had heard a song that uses echo better than this Pink i mean that's a good fucking so is it echo is that, it that, like well it sounds like an, an echo, echo effect <laughs> but say. no i would it's say, an echo effect i would say pink floyd uses echo better than this this is i would actually almost prefer it without really you think it would be a, a just as good if it just said marvin he was a friend of mine without the Marvin, Marvin. Yeah, Marvin. I think it works without it. I, I don't mind. Yep, I like yep, it, but I, I think it works without it. You might be right a- after just singing it. But I would rather it be an uh, echo than a someone actually saying it, <laughs> trying to say it more quietly each time. That that's Marvin. I don't like that. Marvin, 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 Marvin. Marvin. Uh, yeah. Johnny, <laughs> Johnny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, well, the producer of the song, as I said earlier, is. Dennis Lambert, who is also a member of the band. So, I mean, I guess this band had gotten to the point where they had had so many albums, their main songwriter left them, Lionel Richie, to have a very successful career in the 80s. This was their only hit after him. No, it's like, that's, how you do a, and, that's how you say, oh, I'm going to do a solo album. It's like, I'm going to leave the fucking Commodores and do my Lionel Richie thing, as opposed to fucking <laughs> an hour back. I wonder if Hello, Is It Me You're Looking For is him to the Commodores, like, looking for another hit. Uh... <laughs> once twice <laughs> so the lyric itself i don't think the lyric it's i think the vo- the vocal carries the lyric in this song i don't think the lyric is anything special necessarily no because you just said it wouldn't be the same without marvin and fucking jackie in it yeah but it, that more of the way that they sing it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you yes, simply I, said specifically said if it wasn't marvin jackie it would work but i think the vibe is more important than the lyrics i think marvin and jackie yeah. are very important M- but i think this narrative is very important I think the no. whole essence of this song is like about folks listening to him and they're dead and they're. I'm not saying the lyrics themselves are miraculous, but the narrative is fantastic. It's effective. It's very effective. Uh, the lyric, then the line to line, it's it's whatever. Yes. I do like the I, I like the callback, the Jackie Wilson song, "Your love bended us mm-hmm. higher," because Jackie Wilson's yeah. saying, you know, "Your love keep yeah. lifting yeah. me higher." Yes, but you know. but I think the fact that it is just a tribute to those two artists, like it really is, it's the vibe and then putting the song together and just it, it's not about the narrative. I don't think as much. I think it's yeah. I, I I think it's absolutely all about the narrative. For me, the vocals are the only reason I like this song. With Marvin and Jackie, they could literally sing anything else the whole song. Yeah, they could go Marvin, into. Marvin, work down the street. Yeah, that's I mean, like awful version this. of the song. Give me another one. <laughs> Marvin, Marvin started a podcast. Yeah, I'm not listening to that song. <laughs> you were a God gave rock and roll. He, he covers every song <laughs> that he talks about. Thank you for making my point, Josh. I really appreciate <laughs> that. Thank you for making my point. <laughs> Give it up. Yeah, full pod gay rock. Yeah, I mean, um, not, you're not, saying not, words. <laughs> You've proven to me that they're not nearly as good. Enroll to you. Yes, there are words. I, you can say you that. You know, I mean, it's the actually it's the vocal and the melody. The melody's great too. So the what words the are just out of those melody. three things. The words are the least important part. Yeah, no, I think you're. I think you're, I feel. Like, I just think you're saying like because the the line the word to word it's not impressive. The fact that that, well, then that somehow makes it not significant. Do you think the lyric? Do you think the lyric is better than the melody or the vocals? I think you couldn't do it without it. I think because you like to sing, you like to you just like the default to singing. 
What do you mean? The melody's great, That's too. What, I'm saying. I mean, the, like, what do you sing? You sing the melody. And because you like singing the melody, you're like, ah, fuck the words, whatever. I'm also I'm also a songwriter, so, like, I I like words saying, as well. Like, do you, who has the best words? We know who doesn't <laughs> have the best words. 45. <laughs> um, but all I'm saying is this song is melody and lyrics, and everything else is... You, you can get you can, you can give it away. Mm-hmm. If well, I could change so anything about Neil, it, I would change the production. So Neil's into the production, Jonathan's into the lyric and the melody, and I'm into and I'm into the melody and the vocal. We are not vibing right now, guys. So we need to get together and move on into vibe time. Well, uh, are, are we contractually bound to vibe? And th- yeah, yeah, I didn't sign, you, on the you side sign of that. You signed that. You signed that deal. I have a no vibe clause. <laughs> cue, <laughs> cue the music in three. Two, one. It sounds like it sounds like the vibrators on the fritz. From my end. <laughs> uh, Jonathan, when do you want to hear this song? On the night shift. Ooh. <laughs> Teed you up for that one, buddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to hear it when I'm working on up late at night. And oh, the other time I not only wanted to hear the song, but needed to hear the song. I called this my Trump election safety space song because I fucking listened to the song and said, "Lose my goddamn mind when he got elected." Not because I'm political, but because I'm anti tyrant. <laughs> Did you just say safety yes, space? This was my safety space. What? What's the difference between a safe space and a safety space? Nothing. And if you didn't need one when Trump got elected, you weren't paying attention. I've only heard it called safe space until right now. It's all the same, Josh. And look, I'm always in my safe space. <laughs> uh, it's called my skin. Uh, <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Neil, when do you want to hear this song? Well, even though I don't think it's about working on the night shift, I will <laughs> agree with Jonathan that when you're working late or if you're at a workplace where you're working through the night, it's a great song to play, and I really want to play it because, like I mentioned, not not a ton of people are v- super familiar with this song. If I played it at my office, no one would have any clue. They'd be like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? And then I would proceed to sing it into their face. <laughs> if, say we were working to like 11 at night. You would joyously dance yes, around. Yes, I'd be going, like, Marvin. You get you be- higher and higher. Yes, so... <laughs> uh, other than after band practice, when I'm when I have it blasting in the car and, and, and a, a fellow band member walks up and is like, "That night shift? What station is that?" Because I need to be blasting that right now. Um, Back when we listen, to I would FM say. Radio. But but here's the thing: I think if ironically at a party this would work. I think enough people know this to where if you put it on at a party, age range specific would be like. Fuck yeah, night shift. Have to be late. It's one night. of those songs that it's one of those songs that everybody knows from that are were born at a certain time, but they don't ever hear it. And it's one of those songs that when you hear, you're just like, oh, Marvin. Yes, Marvin. So yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people who love this song. So I would say that, or when I'm in my car, just kind of flipping the station, and then fucking night shift comes on, and I can turn it up and sing as loud as possible in the car. That that's it. Mm-hmm. There's not many places where you'd put this on and it's going to be a boo. Like, they yeah. either know it or they don't know it and they're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> or it's your office and they're like, turn this shit off and stop dancing. No way. I think the thing with a song like this is when it came out, we may have heard it, but we were too young to like really... So it's kind of, this is the kind of tune you hear and you're like, oh, I remember that tune. That's a fucking awesome tune. Yeah, yeah. And, and speaking of coming out, I think it's time we uh, slide under the influence. <laughs> talk about out and uh, under. it sounds like a fucking wide receiver route out and under yeah, yeah. and under and that would probably be an under and out it'd be a power under and out <laughs> under. i was watching an olympic event the other day called the power snatch I'm like i really want to be in a band called power snatch that's such a fantastic band name <laughs> they know it's a fucking based on an olympic weightlifting event the power power snatch. Snatch. i don't know man no, just i don't think snatch. i don't think anybody wants that I didn't ask. I said, I want to be in a band called Power Snatch. I'm t- Somebody's like, what are you doing tomorrow? You're like, I'm competing in the Power Snatch. I got two tickets to Power Snatch. You don't have to ask somebody what they're doing tomorrow if they're competing Won't in the you snatch. pack your bags? We'll leave tonight. I've got two tickets to Power Snatch. Uh, <laughs> See, that's an example of where fucking lyrics can be changed on the fly and be better. 
Because that's a better fucking line <laughs> no, than Paradise. No, man. Yes, it is. It's a funnier line. Um, the- <laughs> that's a much better line. Speaking speaking of two tickets to Power Snatch, let's... Uh, uh, you got a third? <laughs> I need, need a, a miracle. <laughs> Spe- <laughs> I need a power snatch miracle. <laughs> Next question. Uh, Jonathan, influenced by, influenced moving forward, other songs to listen to if you like this song. I would say it was clearly influenced by Motown. You gotta think it may have on some level been influenced by Jericho. I mean, there's just so much. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you watch the uh, there's video, there's a lot of so soul glow. <laughs> and that's, I'll take it. I mean, I clearly need some of that in my fucking songwriting. So mm-hmm. when I show up next week, mm-hmm. do you guys know what's going on? You know, it, it, like I said, it, it just, it's led <laughs> to so many things. But there's a tune by this guy, and it's Robert Badley's Blackwater Surprise. It's this band that had, a, like, early 2000s, this homeless dude, this band, this rock, these, like, younger white kids heard this homeless dude singing, and he was an amazing voice. They got him to sing for their band, and there's a song called Remember. And it's like, I remember Marvin Gaye. It's a damn good song. It's like a one... Huh. It's very similar. He's like, I remember Sam Cooke. I remember Otis Redding. And mm-hmm. one day I was working at a ski slope in college, and I was out, and I was helping people off the lift. I was fucking stoned, and it was just beautiful in the snow and the sun. And that song was on, and it was just perfect song. So Robert Badley's uh, Backwater Surprise, the song yeah. I remember. Robert Bla- Bradley's great. Mm-hmm. Good shit. Neil, what you got? Um, well, I, I thought it sounded like a lot of um, 80s songs and actually um, songs by female artists. I already mentioned Take My Breath Away. I thought it sounded <laughs> a lot like. And Oof. the other night I was listening to Time After Time, and I was like, this sounds Oof. a lot like it, just the, the production of it. Just The production, yeah. Um, I can hear that. And then, obviously, if you like this tune, listen to more Commodores. But question for you guys. If you had to, this or easy? Easy, like Sunday morning? Yeah. Oh, this one. That's a Lionel Solo, right? I would definitely take easy. Uh, I would take this one. There's other Lionel songs. uh, Commodores, I'm going to go. Well, no, I almost feel like this is one of the precursors, or easy is one of the precursors to this song, because it has that same quality with not, it doesn't have the 80s cheese to it as much. It's not as specific. I feel like this is way more R&B than Easy. Like, Easy's pretty much a straight pop song. Well, see, I don't... I'm not well, easy like saying... But, it, but it's, like, there's so much, like, production going on there. Like, the... Sure, but, like, I almost think that this... This this sounds like what, like, Bobby Brown sounded like well, when he came out Well, and I must later. say, like, this, there was a little too much Michael Jackson in this. That Like, that's where... In the video, like they they have that they're all wearing like sailor oh, captain goodness, suits and yes. like with like sequins. Well, you can't judge it by the video. <laughs> and it literally seems like somebody was just like they're like, "Why are we doing this?" They're all laughing about I'm it. Sure. And one of them, one of them looks like he's twenty five years older than the rest of them. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Well, he looks like Quincy Jones a little bit. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> no, but see, I'm not I'm not easy like Sunday morning because I'm on the night shift. I'm sleeping on fucking Sunday morning. So that that's why that song. I'm like God calls him sleep. That song sounds like a fucking Metamucil commercial. It does. I'm sleeping on a Sunday morning. (laughs) Yeah. So once again, see that's a song we can change the lyrics to very easily, and they don't matter. Other thing I will say real quick is I will take "Sail On Down the Line" or "Machine Gun" for my other Commodore songs. "Sail On Down the Line." That's a damn good song. That's a Lionel Richie song. You may be right, but "Machine Gun" then "Machine Gun's fucking incredible. That's one of my favorite instruments of all time. Now speaking of Jerry Curl. Do you think that there was ever a black barbershop named Jerry Garcia? J-H-E-R-I. No, I do not. No? That'd be sweet. Like with hippies? What are you talking about right now? Like with black hippies, like in the, in the 70s or 80s, like Jerry Garcia, that'd be a great wordplay. No. When like no. everybody's just getting yeah, a Jerry I get that. I don't think anyone started a business. I don't, I don't think those two things mix. <laughs> I don't think anyone started. I, I get the pun. I don't think he would start a business behind that pun. I think white guys would be going there for a perm. <laughs> <laughs> That's where Clapton so went. That's where Clapton went. That's where Clapton went. And <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a pencil dropper right there. That is a pencil dropper. Um, Yeah, I mean, look, the song was influenced by Motown, Marvin Gaye, Jackie Wilson. So, you know, if you if listen to Marvin Gaye, listen to Jackie Wilson. So, or do, the, um, do the names matter or not? I said the lyric as a whole was not great. And all you're like, hey, you like Marvin. Like, 
What does that mean? Marvin is a word. The narrative that is what sing. matters. The narrative is all that matters. But that's, that's not part so of the narrative. It's yes, just, it's, the part, just, it's like I'm listening. It is part of the it's narrative. Is. But I didn't say that the rest of it was. It's just Marvin. You know, they could have said fucking Garvin. 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 It wouldn't have yeah. made any sense because I mean, Garvin is not you a fucking soul singer in heaven that you listen to on the night shift. This, this definitely, as I said, Bobby Brown, maybe in Living Color, like stuff like that. The production and like it, it reminded me of like that early '90s R&B a little bit. The production. Oh, also, if you're a fan of the Commodores, you should see Eddie Murphy doing Buckwheat, doing three times a lady, three times a lady. Again, that is a Lionel Richie song. I'm saying, if you're a fan of the Commodores, oh, and who Lionel Richie was in the band of, and you and you should check out Eddie Murphy doing uh, not for this song. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm violating your your, your, your your rules, Josh. Speaking of buckwheat, why don't we hop onto the covers for a minute? I'm more of a spanky guy myself, Josh. I'm a spanky man. <laughs> that, that was an alley-oop. <laughs> I'll uh, take your fucking buckwheat and raise you a spank, a hanky. What the fuck is his name? Spanky? A spanky. You, well, we'll save it until we're under the covers. Jonathan, how many covers did you listen to? Uh, none. none. No covers. None. Neil, how many covers? Um, there's not too many that you can find, but I did deep dive on YouTube. There's this um, group called the Groove Council that did it very well. Nice. <laughs> and then besides that, there was this guy on YouTube named Matthew Rudd who played it, the whole thing on guitar, doing all the vocals just with guitar. And the funny thing, I realized that the, the melody is so specific. There's It's pretty simple, it seemed, to play on guitar because there's not many in-between notes. It's like, bum, bum. Mm-hmm. Bum, 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 bum. You can really, you can actually play it um, instrumentally. Huh? That sounds like it might be, might would be cheesy. It's it was just him in a room playing to a backing track, but I, as a guitar player, I enjoyed what he was doing. Matthew Rudd, mm-hmm. shout out. Speaking of M. Rudd, Jonathan, how does the shoe fit? The shoe fits very well. It fits like whatever you wear with rhinestones in the eighties. I don't really know what that is. I thought that was a 70s thing. What's that? Aren't they wearing some spiky shit? I haven't seen the video in a minute, but aren't Yes, like, they're wearing sequins. That's for Dan. Whatever it's, fits, it, I don't know what fits the sequins. There's a lot of sparkles. There's a lot of sparkles. So whatever fits with the sparkles, that's what I'm wearing. Sweet. And I'm going to piggyback on that again, and they fit and they shiny. <laughs> they fit and they shiny. <laughs> uh... I would say they fit like a pair of boots you would wear on the night shift. Ooh, good one. <laughs> Driving a forklift, maybe. Forking, lifting, spooning. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, sure. I don't, know what, I don't know what these verbs. I've never heard fork as a verb. Fork. You can fork something. Like a piece of meat. I'm going to fork this meat. I've never heard anyone say that in my life. <laughs> I'm going to fork the shit out of this yeah, meat. You can say that, but I've never heard anyone say uh. that. <laughs> now, sport. I'm I've heard fork sport. you right I've in the arm. i plenty of times. I mean, you know what this fits like? It fits like a, a, a blow pop in my ear, as, as, as Neil said. It's oral, it's oral candy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like Thank you. In my full ear. Sir, we just went full circle. How does that fit? Thanks, guys. Full circle. And on that note, we're about to play a cover of the Commodore's Night Shift. a friend of mine He could sing a song His heart in every line Marvin Sang of the joy and pain He opened up our minds And still can hear him sing What's going on? Say you will sing your songs forevermore. 
Gonna be some sweet sound coming down on the night shift. I bet you'll sing it proud, and I bet you'll pull a crowd. Gonna be a long night, gonna be alright on the night shift. You found another home. I know you're not alone on the night shift. Jackie, hey, what you doing now? It seems like yesterday when we were working out. Jackie, you set the world on fire. You came and gifted us. Your love it lifted us higher and higher. Keep it up. We'll be there by your side. Oh, say you will sing your songs forevermore. Gonna be some sweet sound going down on the night shift. I bet you'll sing it proud. I bet you'll pull the crowd. Gonna be a long night. It's gonna be alright on the night shift. You found another home. I know you're not alone on the night shift. Gonna be some sweet sounds going. The cover you just heard was performed by Mr. Jonathan Horton. Thanks for listening to Podgave Rock and Roll to you. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and rate on Apple, iTunes, and Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like to communicate with us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram under the handle at Rock. Next week is Neil's week, so Neil, what will we be discussing? Next week, we're going to be talking about REO Speedwagon's hit, Taken on the Run, from 1980. Can't wait!